0: Dun, 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 dun. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with a dear friend of mine Italian, in the Italian tourism industry, Mr. Giuseppe Alloy. Giuseppe, my friend, I'm so glad to have you on today. Thank you. You know, when we saw each other last in New York, we were in a totally different world for New York and for Italy.
1: <laughs> Definitely, yes. Definitely, yes. a different world.
0: And little did either one of us think, could we have imagined the world that we are living in now? No,
1: never, never, ever, never. That This is now
0: the world we are living, in. sure. Giuseppe, can you explain to everybody who you are and what you do in tourism?
1: Yes, uh, since I was younger, I worked in hotels. My uncle in Sicily owned a few hotels and uh, I got my expertise in tourism back that time. Then in 1999, in California, I founded a company named at the time Southern Italy Tours. I was trying to explain and show a different Southern Italy than you know what was shown in the movies, especially to California at the time, because you know, Sicily called Mafia and Calabria, what's what's Calabria, you know? And uh then uh we had a discrete success. Uh, although, you know, 2001 and, of course, you know, what happened at the time. Then in 2005, because there were several agents asking us and they were very pleased about what uh, our, our job, and they say, why are you not going to sell Italy, the whole Italy? So we, we became SIT Italy in 2005, and we continue selling Italy and proposing new destinations besides Southern Italy, which is, of course, our bread and butter. You know, now it's uh, <laughs> it's more than 20 years we are in business. Uh, we have now, besides SAT Italy, SAT Platinum, uh, we are focusing on art and culture and on special events as well.
0: One thing that you bring to this discussion is that being in the tourism industry for as long as you've had, A, you remember a time when Americans really had no idea of the south of Italy. The Amalfi Coast, things that are well known today, with the exception of maybe Capri, were completely unknown. So you saw America before the big boom in tourism to the south, A. B, you were around for when the lira was still the currency of Italy, and Italy was a, a great value for the American tours. So the American tourists could get the very best of southern Italy, which was cheap to begin with, and with the strength of American dollar, it was almost laughable how affordable the best of southern Italy was. You saw the dip in tourism after the 2001 tragedy, the 2001 terrorist attack. You saw um, the ontake of the internet. And you also saw the 2008 economic crash.
1: Yes, actually, yes. We saw a lot of things. So you bring
0: all this background to the conversation. So what we want to ask you today is, A, how do you see tourism going forward in, in Italy? through the coronavirus? What are the positives? What are the negatives? Do you think there'll be some positive changes, some temporary changes? Are there opportunities? Should people be planning their trips? How is it responding to the crisis? And do you see a summer of just Italian tourists, just European tourists? You could take the conversation from there.
1: Let's go about, uh, yes, uh, how we see the next future, okay? This is very important. I actually was talking about that earlier. What happened is that uh, for now, of course, uh, we have no foreigners coming in. Again, most our clients are coming from America, but uh, definitely this is, uh, you know, we, we, we everybody will understand that uh, for now will be our other parts so will be oriented to domestic tourism. In fact, you know, it's going to be like a summer, we're talking until uh, probably September, where mostly domestic travelers will go around Italy. And we still don't know the exact dates, but this is going to happen. Probably from September on, although Italy will be open before to foreigners, people will be flowing in from abroad. In fact, you know, we have to say that uh, we are keeping reservation for September, and this happened already where... You know, right in the middle of this crisis. And the people were still thinking about traveling in September. Um, somebody canceled and somebody res- uh, rescheduled to next year. What is going to change? Well, yes, there will be different rules about uh, sightseeing, even hotels. A few hotels we are not going, going to open. This is going to be big. And we're talking not about small hotels, but even some big names are going to close there will be a different formula. They are going to rent the entire hotel or they just will close down. For several reasons. It could be also the cost of the, the job in Italy is very high no matter what. And keeping open a uh, place, especially a five-star, you know, where, of course, everything is so expensive, including the work they are pouring in to keep everything in working order, is very high.
0: So what you're saying is that for these hotel owners, if they don't have their hotel at capacity, they're going to be losing money. Am I correct? Yes, definitely yes. So then rather than lose money, they'd rather shut down for the season, take a hit with just staying closed for the season, and then
1: reopen in 2021? Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. It will be a fraction probably hotels, Okay. And maybe in the next few weeks, we'll learn more about more and more hotels that will apply this policy. But yes, for now, there are hotels that are going to open full-blown, but a few ones are going not to open. And there are really big names. Yes.
0: Do you think the Italian hotel industry, and and this is not toward Italy, this is the whole world, this is the international hotel industry. Yes. Do you think it's going to be difficult for them to implement social distancing. How are the hotels figuring out how to manage all this? Is the state giving them help? Is the government giving them like, advice? Are there uh, uh, governmental agencies in Italy? What information are they using to make these hotels safe for travelers?
1: Okay, yes. There are guidelines about how to you know sanitize and keep the public spaces safe as well as rooms, although hotels are facing big expenses because uh, the vast majority of uh, who is going to help them, talking about other firms that are specializing in sanitization and of course uh, managing this kind of situations, they are private firms, and it's going to be very expensive and uh, will be also controlled. Let's say the local police too, they're going to control everything will be in working order. There is a special corp of carabinieri they're called NAS, N-A-S. And they already were going and checking for the hotels, especially the restaurants, especially the safety norms were going to be applied. Now it's going to be more strict. So more expenses and more difficulties for hotel manager to keep everything in working order during these times.
0: Are all these, you know, not being able to fill hotels, having to add all this cleaning staff and cleaning
1: supplies and social distancing, is that gonna raise prices? This is a great question. You know what? Probably not for this year, but for next year, I have already a preview for that. Let's say there are clients, as I said, they reschedule for next year. Yes, some hotels already raise the prices, we have to say. Not that much, but uh, we can tell. And that was more than the raise they're applying, let's say, every year. Usually, let say, 5%. Now, we are seeing 10% and more. We're not talking about every single hotel, but uh, some major names are already doing that. And that's a challenge for us, because we are trying to keep the price as much as lower or as much as the same of this year. So definitely, we're seeing the prices going up for sure, yes.
0: Now, let me ask you another question. Yeah. Because you have hotels who are going to close for the season, restaurants that might only be at 25 or 50% capacity, are there a lot of people, families who have depended on the tourism industry for their livelihood, for their income, to raise their family? Are there a lot of people who are now going to be out of work or very much in financial trouble because of this? People who work in the tourism industry.
1: Yes, it's going to be not easy at all because um, our government in some ways is helping. Let's say they are helping us paying the wages to our employees and people working in tourism industry. And for the tourism industry, it's going to be extended till probably the end of the year. This is a you know pretty is a, it's a new we go today. On the other hand, anyway, besides that, we think there will be big problems, especially also for tour operators. We are selling services, we are buying and selling, so there is no cash flow. It will be a problem. Um actually, uh yes, some companies will struggle to survive. And about hotels. Probably that's the reason why they decide to close instead of uh, opening just, uh, let's say, half or even less, as you said, of the capacity. Even some restaurants, they didn't open. And uh, they, can, you know, they can be open since May 18th. So probably that will be a huge problem from the industry. Yes.
0: Now, let me ask you, for everyone who doesn't know out there, you live in Reggio Calabria, which yes. is right across the Straits from Sicily. And when you and I had spoken yesterday in arranging the time for today's interview, you told me you were going to the gym. And gyms here in New Jersey, where I am, are still closed. A lot of Americans, what they see on the news is that Italy was devastated by the virus with deaths and sickness. But really, if you look on a, on a, on a micro level, certain areas, uh, parts of Veneto, Lombardia, they were wiped out. But parts of the South were hardly touched. It's my understanding that Calabria, Reggio Calabria, had very few cases, very few deaths. Is this true? Would you confirm
1: that? It's very true. Reggio Calabria is not a very small city. We are talking about 180,000 people living here. But for this number of population, it was uh, the biggest city in Italy, less affected. We are zero cases now since five days, but uh, even during the middle of this pandemia we had zero cases um there are several reasons and of course you know we can talk a lot about that Uh, i have to say one of the reasons we were lucky is because ending by really the end of the booth not of course having people crossing going to sicily people coming from sicily even our airports shut down Reggio Calabria Airport is still shut down. It's going to resume operations by June the 18th. And even La Terme, which is uh, the biggest airport in Calabria, is running a very low capacity. So in a few ways, we had, of course, people coming from the north when they learned that we're going to close down everything. And uh, actually, they bring the virus down here, of course. And so... It was, uh, we were lucky in some ways, we are lucky. And people, of course, were scared enough to follow the government guidelines. Yes.
0: So tell us, so are things starting to open up? What's the feeling now in Reggio that Italy is starting to open up? Is there still fear? Is there hope? Are people afraid of a second wave? Do they think that they're not going to have a second wave because they'll be prepared this time? What do you, what's your feeling of the sentiments on the ground?
1: there are mixed feelings okay there is some people that is uh, well they are following the rules some youngers are not okay i still remember may the 4th to give you an example uh the bars actually opened just you know for a takeaway there were several youngers right outside without a mask of course drinking and talking each other closer okay i was a little afraid while as adults were a little more cautious. I think, anyway, in the general majority, people are taking this thing seriously, and we understand there could be a second wave. I think, anyway, and this is news from today, uh, there were some news around saying, telling that uh, now it's a different strain of the virus that is less powerful. Today we got some news, and they were not like they were coming from some important doctors, virologists that are premium virologists in Italy, that probably there's a different strain. And in fact, you know, we noticed a sharp fall of uh, people that got the illness. But anyway, hopefully we're going through this and uh, it's going day by day better. And even if it will be a second wave, will be not as big as it was people is the social distancing and wearing masks. And of course, trying to avoid to staying all together. It's not easy for us Italians, but of course we are trying to coping with it. So I'm, um, I'm I know, I'm, I think the future will be fine. I'm, I have this impression though, and hopefully it we will be this way, yes. Let me ask you another question you bring up about, about Italian
0: loving to be together. Are there going to be a lot of cancellations of, you know, the south of Italy is so well known in the summer for festivals, Sagre, Feste, Feste Patronale, you know, so many things go on that make Italy is at its best in the summer. Are any of them going to happen this year, or is basically everything canceled?
1: About the Sagre, uh, this is a great point. I learned that uh, there will be a few ones going on And there will be very strict rules, means that there will be a a way to get in, a way to get out will be separate. Will be the local police checking for people following the rules, and there will be social distancing. Of course, uh, what happened is that uh, uh, there will be probably a few of them going on. I still don't have the list, but more likely this summer we'll enjoy that especially in Sicily, you're more than right. Uh, this is something we do and we like to do and we like to participate, of course, yes. And uh, even about, uh, I have to tell you about uh, shows, uh, open air shows in Syracuse, there are the, you know, the tragedy, Greek tragedy. Syracuse, but the, the Americans know Syracuse better as Syracuse, because the other Syracuse is in New York. <laughs> Syracuse, you're right, not Syracuse, New York, I'm sorry. In Syracuse, it's a, an incredible wonder to show. It's going from early May till June. They resisted till a few days ago because they said, okay, so let's cancel the first part of May. Let's do from May 28th till July the 5th. Then the government on April 26th uh, deployed the new measures and the new actually, yes, uh, guidelines and they had to drop the ball, unfortunately. They are talking about the Arena di Verona, about uh, the shows over there. Um, the government limited now the open-air shows to 1,000 people. They are now, the Arena di Verona Foundation, they're asking to get 3,000 people. So they are still in talks, okay? They are still in talks. Really, we hope this this will happen because uh, for us, it's important. Art and culture and, of course, food.
0: For the Americans who don't know, explain to them what a sagra is. It's a phenomenon of the last uh, half century, but it's become such a part of the culture of southern Italy. Can you explain to them what a sagra festival is?
1: Well... It's a, a gathering. There are several, could be producers, could be winemakers. It depends by the food, uh, by the wine. And they are, so it's a show. They are just, you know, um, proposing. They are showing their foods, uh, their wines. And uh, even sometimes they are very local. It could be also bigger and open to, even international now. So let's say there are Sagra del Pistacchio. There are Sagras of Almost
0: that would be like almost an American version of a pistachio
1: festival. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. So it's a very important social event because it's going to let the, not only the locals and people coming from all around and even abroad socialize, but about knowing what are the specialties of the place. So it's very important, and uh, I'm seeing that uh, every year, the more time is going on, the more popular they are are becoming. Yes.
0: Now let me ask you another question. Italy's been in a rough economic situation for that long period of time. Do you think that Italy is going to have, because of the pressure, Italy's debt, do you see a recession coming for Italy? Do you see a harder economic impact coming from Italy? Do you see Italians saying that they won out of the European Union?
1: No, actually, I'm not seeing that. Yes, I'm seeing hard times until the end of this year. There are predictions that our GDP is going to go up, actually they said 4, 4.8% next year, which is a huge, huge, huge percentage. And uh, about the tourism, I'm um, kind of positive that is going to be a boom in general will be difficulties but uh, hopefully it's going to be limited in the time about the euro i don't think we're going to go back to the lira uh european union yes you know it's not easy we are in talks with them but i don't think we'll give up i don't think it will be the so-called Italy exit. i don't think so let me ask you one final question I, as an American, you know, I live
0: in New Jersey. I lived as an adult through September 11th. I saw the impact and that that change had on us as a people. 2008 definitely had an impact on the United States, the economic downturn, the Great Recession. Uh, We've had a horrible hurricane in Sandy, which basically wiped out huge parts of New Jersey and New York, killed many people. It, It changes you. The way that World War II affected our grandparents and the Great Depression, how do you feel that what we're, the crisis going through Italy now is going to affect Italians and the young
1: Italians going forward? Well, I can tell you what will be my hopes because I see a greener Italy, and uh, you know during this time we had the less pollution, far less pollution, and hopefully this is going to be this way, even to fight the you know climate change. About uh, changing our habits, yes, probably would be a, a little different. As you said, after September 11, and yes, Sandy. So we had a, we 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 noticed that there were changes, and probably we'll go back about security in the airports. Of course, we're not going to go back before September 11. Okay, so probably we'll be more careful, and probably are going to follow more some rules. And really, I hope that for us it
0: Giuseppe, it is such an honor to have you on this show. You are a treasure to the Italian Italian tourism, the Italian-American community. There is no Calabrese living in Italy who has been a better friend to the Italian-American community than you. We are honored to call you a friend. We are honored to have you on the podcast. So often, John and I get to enjoy your company when you come to New York. Uh, We've enjoyed our company with you in Italy. And we look, John and I said, as soon as things get better, we, we, we're looking forward to returning to Italy. And we hope the Calabria is one of the only regions <laughs> I've never been to in Italy. Wow. I have so many friends and connections in Calabria. Um, I want to see San Francesco di Paola. I have friends from, a lot of friends from the Crotone area, from San Vito Sull'Ionio, from Gasparina. I want to go there. Sperlinga, uh, by Bayou. There's so many places in Calabria I want to see. And I hope to God that my next trip to Italy, I'm going to go to Calabria. I'm, we're going to get to spend some time together. And you're going to get to show Please. me the absolute gem that Calabria is. Like my friend says all the time, the, the nicest people in Italy are all in Calabria. So thank you so much. Give our best regards to Reggio, Reggio Calabria. And thanks for coming on the show.
1: You know, it was an honor for me too. And uh, really, that, that was great. And thank you. And see you guys again soon. Okay.
0: Thank you so much, Giuseppe.
1: Have a good night.